This is weird shit that my mom says. Episode 5. I'm Jules Creighton. And I'm Cece Alice. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah. Good. How's your 4th of July weekend going? Um, yeah, it's going really it's good. Actually, I haven't really done a whole lot of fucking anything. What have you guys been doing? We've been trying to fix our pool. What's wrong with it? It's like brand fucking new. So, when I went up north, we realized that the that the pump system that we had was like not good enough. Oh. And so husband we need to come up with a name for husband so that I yeah can we do he's gonna have to eventually be on this show right so we will have to come up with something i think i should just call him the doc yeah the doc okay or, i like it uh me and the doc have been trying to figure out how to fix the pool and i think it was like an algae thing anyway so he went out and he bought like a brand new sand filter for it and that was great but by the time we did that it had a bunch of algae in it and we don't know what the hell we're doing. So oh. <laughs> we, I, I ordered a bunch of stuff for the pool. And I got this stuff. It's called a flocculant, which sounds really gross. Yeah. And it is. And it, like, kills all the algae and then, like, lumps it together dead on the bottom of the pool. That's disgusting. On the bottom of the pool? Yeah. It just, like, falls. And so you have to figure out how to get rid of it from that point. You gotta get one of those pool vacuum. Uh, yeah. We, we tried... And we have this little electronic pool vacuum. We call him Zoomy. Mm-hmm. And Zoomy, like, can't do it because it's so much dead algae. It's so gross. It's disgusting. It is. And so we had a lot of fun yesterday. Me and the doc, we were hanging out. We went we went to all the places. We went to Lowe's and went to Academy Sports. And we pretty much, like, rigged up our own system that goes through the filter and just like shoots all the dead algae out the back it was very satisfying so if any of you guys have a pool and an algae problem reach out to jules because apparently she knows how to fix it no i don't i don't know how to fix it it's really bad it's really bad so i think instead of being in the pool we might just uh go to the coast for fireworks tonight oh that'll be fun i i have uh i have to bring anna and her friend to Somewhere to watch the fireworks that I don't want to, like, have to get out of the car or anything and, like, go around other people. I mean, getting out of the car is fine. I just don't want to, like, be in a crowd of people. I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. So we've done it before. Like, we go out to this island that they have fireworks out at a at a lighthouse. And so it's really cool. But the coolest part about it is you don't really have to get out of your car. You just kind of like drive up there. And if you want to throw a chair out the back of the car, that's fine. But pretty much, I think that the girls get pretty tired by the end of swimming. And last time we went, uh, littlest one punched punched a seagull in the head when it tried to steal her tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> I can totally see that happening. It was so great. Like this, this bird swoops down and she doesn't miss a beat. She's just like, wham. <laughs> 
She's not even the littlest one anymore. Like, you make it sound like she's, I mean, she was little or then, but she's not even the littlest one anymore. No, she's actually adult-sized, and she's the youngest, but she's taller than. Do you want to talk about creepy shit? I always want to talk about creepy shit. Well, today, one of these things we're going to talk about is, like, one of your least favorite topics. So, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, it's not very often that I get to scare you a little bit. But I get to scare you a little bit. Okay. I forgot to add video or not video, but I'm gonna take like put pictures in here, like you did to me last time we recorded. But I forgot, so here we are. I want you to. I want you to shock me. I feel like I'm not as shockable as you are when it comes to images. Well, I don't know. What if those images were of skinwalkers? You don't have an image. Well, I mean, like, there's no images, but there's some, like, depictions of them that are pretty creepy. I mean, like, most of them, like, don't, most of the picture, like, the depictions don't bother me. I did find one that was so terrifying that I felt like it was bad juju. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is the Skinwalker Ranch. When I got COVID, I started binge watching the History Channel show, Mystery of Skinwalker Ranch. So, and I know that you just started watching featuring, it with Doc, right? Featuring Dragon? Featuring yes. Dragon. We are going to talk about Dragon just a little bit. The Doc and I have, yeah, like we didn't realize how much we love Dragon until Friday oh, night. Oh no, I love him so much. And the Doc was, he was, he was making some great, great uh, funnies off of that. Yeah, there are so many awesome dragon memes out there. So I know that, okay, so first of all, I know that the word skinwalker does bother some people. Obviously, you're going to see it in the title of this episode, so you're probably not listening to it. I understand, but I probably won't say it a ton, but I will say it a little bit while we're talking about this. The Skinwalker Ranch, in case you have never heard of it, is a 480-acre lot in the Uintah Basin, which is located about three and a half miles southwest of Fort Duchesne, Utah, bordering the Ute Reservation. Did you say the Uintah? Uintah Basin. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's Did what you it's not- called? Yeah, didn't you hear not hear them say that word like over and over again? I would say Udayim. What? What do you say? I don't say anything. I've never said that word in my life, but I said okay. I was a Utahian. Yeah, that's not how you say it. I looked up how to say all these words, and I'm really hoping that I'm saying them correctly. I know that they are um, indigenous words, so I want to make sure that I'm doing this as well as I can. But if I'm saying them wrong, please feel free to call me out. This ranch was previously part of the Uncabre Reservation and the Uintah Valley Reservations, which were eventually merged by Abraham Lincoln to be in the U, like the Uintah and Yore Reservation. Um, and the Ute have lived in this area for about 150 years. Uh, but before moving to this reservation, the Ute lived primarily in Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico. They were kind of like a, a war type people. Um, they fought at one time together with the Navajo tribe against common enemies. But when the Ute acquired horses from the Spanish, things started getting kind of tricky between the two tribes and they started to not really get along anymore. So, so horses. Do you have commentary? <laughs> I just, I was just thinking about the horses. Yeah. Yeah. It got, I mean, like they're just, they're getting horses. They didn't even have them. Or I maybe I don't know okay. I don't know what they used, but 
Things got even trickier later on the line when the Ute bands together to join forces with Kit Carson and the army during the Civil War, and they fought against the Navajo. And the Navajo ended up having to leave their homes and march to a reservation in Fort Sumner, New Mexico, um, which in U.S. history is known as the Long Walk of the Navajo. The Ute believed at this time that the Navajo put a curse on the area and that the ranch is now in what they barely... They believe they put a curse on the area, and what happened was that it resulted in these creatures known as skinwalkers, like plaguing the Ute in this area. They don't just plague the Ute. I know they they plague a lot of people, and what what it's they known as is an evil shape shifting witch that takes the form of a large wolf that could be like six to seven feet tall. It's described as some as like human like with a large wolf head or as like a large black hairy humanoid with large red eyes that are very fast, like they're super fast, they leave huge tracks, sometimes the tracks disappear, and they believe that they're kind of manipulating their DNA to have whatever skin that they want. I'm scared of the stories. Like when we were traveling through some of that area, I thought it would be a good idea to listen to some of the creepy tales. Oh, that's... And I just... And normally I don't get scared of stuff, but it actually scared me because I'm like, what if we break down? What if what if we accidentally get sucked into one of these areas, like some of the stories? Ooh. Yeah, like, I mean, that the energy is something that people worry about a lot. So that just even like that's why the word bothers people. So the Ute were like, yeah, man, I'm out. Like, they don't want to be anywhere near that ranch because the activity is so great. And just that that particular area, even though they've been seen outside of it. But the Native American people, so both the Ute and the Navajo, they don't want to talk about skinwalkers at all. They feel like the energy that they're brought by even talking about it can bring it into your life. And they're just like not digging that energy, which totally is respectable. Both tribes just stay away from that topic. That's smart. Yeah. So, yeah, there there was one. Um, there was this guy named Jonathan Dover, who is like a retired Navajo ranger. He talked on there's an episode of Ancient Aliens about the Skinwalker Ranch, probably because they were trying to promote it on the History Channel as it was coming out. Right. And he he's Navajo, but he he did talk about them, even though just kind of like to explain why they don't talk about them, essentially. But he said, like, even me talking about it right now is is dangerous. So he, he really felt that way. He kind of sounds like a badass, though. So this is scary, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. I appreciated that. Because the rest of us want to know why, you know? Yeah, we really do want to know why. Yeah. So I have seen in some places, though. So, like, they talk about this thing that happened, you know, like 150 years ago or whatever it was, or 170 years ago. But I, the skinwalkers actually, like, they believe that they, there's, Lots of places I'm seeing where it goes back 15 generations, which is much further back than the Civil War, or um, like as far back as humans do, about 10,000 years. So that's a pretty long time. Like, that's not just like a curse that happened recently. No, that's some creepy ass shit. Yeah. And they, they think that they hide out and like there's like a dark canyon that's located near that area. They think that they live in there and then like come out. What do you think that the skinwalkers do in their downtime when they're not creeping with people? I think that they're probably just sleeping. They're like hibernating. I bet they play games with each other. <laughs> what kind of games do you think that the, that they play? I think they probably like chase each other and play tag. 
and like they eat, right? Do they have dinners together? Do you think they have dinner on the table like a goddamn family? I don't think that they're pulling meat back though. That what they like what people believe is like the attack from them. It's like they're killing and like feeding in that area. And then So they're just living on love. It's just like a quick snack that they get and then they run away. Like a quick snack. Or something. It's like you are a bag of Doritos. Yeah. When all this is said and done, like this episode, like at the end of it, I am going to try to talk to you guys about like what my theory is of what the skinwalkers actually are, which is less scary, but also scary at the same time. Well, if I get got by a skinwalker, I would prefer to be a bag of Cheetos. Let it be known. Okay. Okay. You're a Cheeto. Okay. Well, I still think that they play games over there and... They have to do something to entertain themselves. They can't just be taking naps all the time. Oh, for sure. Like, it would just be really a sad existence to just... No, I'm sure they have a lot of fun. They have to do something. They probably sit around and tell stories about the humans that they freaked out. They were like, did you see that guy's eyes when I ran up to their car? Yeah, but I mean, like, they have to have a, you know, like, a regular life, too. Maybe they have jobs. They probably have love lives and, like... There could be a reality show about what happens inside of the Dark Canyon. Real Housewives of the Dark Canyon. I would love to see Real Housewives of the Dark Canyon. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's keep talking about how creepy this area is before we get too far Okay, I was trying to make myself feel better. (laughs) In addition to the skinwalkers, there also, in this area, have been some reports. And these reports date back to the late 1700s. In these journals that the Franciscans, like the Spanish Franciscan monks that were first exploring the area, they're the first European explorers. They saw these like strange lights and aircraft in the sky in this area as well. Um, Like basically what we'd call UFOs now over their campfires late at night. Well, why are there UFOs involved? Because aren't these supposed to be like, like one with the earth kind of people? That's the part I don't understand is where all the UFOs come in. Yeah, like what is, there's all these different things. It's not just, we'll get into some of the other things, but it's not just skinwalkers. It's not just UFOs. There's so much more. And so we're going to talk about kind of, I'm going to go through the history here and kind of explain what other things are being done. And then I have my own theory, which I think might be original But I'm not completely sure, but I couldn't find anybody else having the same theory as me on the internet, which is a good sign. So I'm going to talk about what I think all of this together is. Okay, I'm really excited to hear it. (laughs) So we know that there's all this Native American backstory. We know that the the Native Americans don't want to be in this area because of the skinwalker presence. And so... They're not in that area. So this Myers family in 1905 decides that they're going to homestead in that area. So it's 1905. They're building some small buildings and a house on the northwest corner of the property at the foot of what's called Skinwalker Ridge, which is like the big mesa. If you've watched the TV show, it's like that that big ridge or mesa. It's the Skinwalker Ridge. So it's right at the base of that, which I'm guessing in the, like if you watch the show, I think it's what they call Homestead 2 on the show where like most of the... The creepiness happens. So Homestead too is is icky. Yeah, it is pretty icky. They did abandon that first home and they relocated eventually to the eastern side of the ranch. It doesn't say what 
year. However, we do know that in the 1930s, their son Kenneth John Myers and his wife Edith Child Myers took over that home that they had built on the eastern side, and they lived there until 1987. So they lived there for 57 years. Damn, that's a long time to coexist with the skinwalkers. I know, and they, they made no reports of strange occurrences whatsoever. They lived there for 57 years, didn't talk to anybody about anything that happened to them there. Maybe they were friends. Like, I think they just kind of learned to live with it. But just because they didn't have any reports doesn't mean that nobody else did in that area. So there are, you know, there's neighbors out in that area. There are other ranches and farms, and there's the the neighboring reservations. And so in the 1950s, the neighbors in the area started to be, like, they start reporting sightings of UFOs on a really regular basis. And that is something that's never stopped. There's been reports of UFOs since the 1950s. And really, honestly, since the 1700s, hundreds of UFO reports, and they include like fireballs, aircraft that could be like 30 or 20 to 30 feet across up to as large as a football field. They're either as large as a football. I know. Field. Can you imagine like a football field like floating up in the sky? No, right? I can't imagine. I, it's crazy. That's, no, that's more than a UFO. Yeah. That's like that. Wasn't there a movie? You're probably too little for this, but fire in the sky. There could be. But that shit's real, man. They're just crazy. Like, you know it's real. There's like all these different kinds, too. It's like some of them are round. Some of them are oval shaped. Some of them are cigar shaped. Some of them reported are triangular. They have like. For some reason, the cigar shaped one made me laugh. <laughs> that's what they call it. And I've seen some of the images of it. And I'm like, that is. That's cigar shaped. It's. It's interesting. But they have, like, they're surrounded by these, like... I would call it the Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's all. That aircraft that is called about. the Monica Lewinsky. They're like, this is the Monica Lewinsky 347. If you said it, everyone would go like, oh, it's cigar-shaped. <laughs> it does... The Monica Lewinsky, okay, it can be surrounded by, like, green gl glowing lights. They might be emitting, like, like wavy red beams. Some of them have, like, light shows that happen out of them, so they, like, shoot colored lights out of them, which I like to think they're, like, we're here to party. And they're, That's like, a party! That's a party bus right there. They're, like... Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's crazy. Like, it's not just, you know, like, it's not like one crazy person saw it. It's like so many people saw it. So many that in the, like, the 1970s, the sightings, like, the state troopers just stopped filling out incident reports for them because there were so many. They were just like, this is just a thing that happens. It's like me filling out an incident report Have because somebody like, saw a coyote. Rage. Yeah. Like, somebody saw a coyote. Yeah. That's basically, I mean, like, they're just like, whatever. But, Around this time in the 1970s, this is when cattle mutilations started in the area. Oh. And we'll talk a little bit gross. more about those. We also have a science teacher in this time period named Joseph Jr. Hicks. He's from Roosevelt, Utah, and he decided that he also, because like the cops weren't really paying that much attention to it, he decided he was going to start investigating this. And 
up until the time that he died, which was pretty recently, he recorded over 400 UFO sightings over the years in the Uintah Basin. He found uh, that the UFO appearances usually would coincide with those cattle mutilations and that um, some of the witnesses that he interviewed said that they would see like living beings in the windows or portholes. So these ships are like getting close enough to the people that they could like see beings in the windows of them. Why is nobody recording the cows? That's the part that I couldn't understand. Or is it because all the batteries on the recorders die? Well, there are. So as you like, as you keep watching the Skinwalker Ranch, like you can see they're like trying to get some of it. But yeah, there's there's things that die. Um, It's hard. Things go out at wrong times. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into like what's going on with the show right now and like what they're experiencing, because they're just there wasn't a lot of like stuff recorded about this necessarily. And the people that were there until 2016 really didn't, they didn't tell anybody what they were recording. So I do want to get back to the Myers family and kind of cover some of the stuff that's happened since they left, because we know they weren't talking about it. So the the ranch sat empty for about seven years until 1994 when Gwen and Terry Sherman purchased it. And they were, they came on board and they were like, they're super excited to raise their kids and their livestock out on this ranch. And they're super excited to raise their kids. Yeah. What were their names again? Terry and Gwen. Terry and Gwen Sherman. They were super excited to raise their kids with the aliens. They were. They didn't know there were aliens there. That's for sure. How could they not know? I don't know. Like, I think that they might have, like, bought this place sight unseen because they they talked to people about this afterward and when they moved into the house they get in there and they realize that there's deadbolts on like all of the doors in the house so like interior doors external doors there's even locks on kitchen cabinets what yeah isn't that weird like i did watch this amazing documentary and by amazing i mean what the fuck the the reenactment of it instead of like like deadbolts on a door like that's like the lock that goes into the door. They they had like chains and padlocks that they were showing like draped over these doors. It was like just silly. What? It was silly. It wasn't really like that though. Were there really chains and padlocks? I, everything I saw just said there were deadbolts on the doors, and like there probably was some kind of like different kind of rig on the cabinets because locking a kitchen cabinet isn't standard, but. Seriously, what the fuck? It is if you have snackies, like if you have kids that are severe snackers, or if somebody wakes up in the middle of the night and they're, you know what I'm about to say, ticket munching. You know what I'm talking about. You have to talk about ticket munching really quick. Please explain to listeners. Well, somebody in our life uh, had a problem with walking and eating at night, Mm -hmm. and they're... Sleep eating, Former if you will. spouse <laughs> referred to it as being the ticket muncher at Chuck E. Cheese, where it was like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably why they're not together anymore. That's probably anyway. Why. Yeah. So there's like locks. I think they were more than just tiled locks. It seems so. May- maybe those had chains, and that's where they they figured that out. But yeah, they're like, what the hell is this shit? But they're like, okay, whatever. They're they're still excited. Um, but they, they also noticed that at both ends of the house outdoors, there's these like huge heavy stakes in the ground, like metal stakes. And there's these like huge chains attached to them 
um, which they assumed must have been like for them to like chain up like really large guard dogs to like protect their house. They're like, this is a really heavy duty giant German shepherd sized chain to hold your dog outside to make sure they don't run away. I think it would be more like, I, I would assume that it wasn't a dog. It would be more like, this is where they kept their tigers. Well, it's a ranch. Like, maybe they just had, like, cows and they didn't want them to go anywhere. So they're like, we're going to put our cows on chains outside like that. they had a pet cow? I hate that they put it on a chain. They should have let it go wild. But I guess, you know, if they're being mutilated and somebody... The thing I can't get over with the cow mutilations is when they cut out their eyeballs. And then they would, like, you know, in the pictures, I feel like there was some where they where they showed like a picture and they're like they circled the eyeball on the ground with a little arrow that said eyeball yeah i i'll get into like, a little bit more detail that has like been what removed. some of these look like and the eyeball's not the most disturbing part i promise that's usually the part to me that's the most disturbing like you know how i don't like fish eyeballs i know you feel oh, really God. uncomfortable about eyeballs if you could see her face you right now it's fuckers, pretty like remember she's intense Remember when you put me at that table at the Chinese restaurant and everyone made me sit at the part that had the fish eyeball? Yeah, because there's like pictures of like fish on it and the like it's like a real actual fish. Like it's not like a cute like drawing of a fish. It's like here's a fish. No, it was a fucking fish looking at me on the table. Why does that need to be there? <laughs> what if they get it like it'd be creepier if they had the fish and there was no fish eyeball? If it was just like a fish there with like be a fish with, like, carved in the out table. eyeballs. There shouldn't be a fish on the table, period. It's not an aesthetic that makes me hungry. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Okay. Anyway. Back to the Shermans. So their first day there on top of, you know, like all these locks on the cabinets, on top of these weird chains outside, they spotted what they identified as a large coyote going into one of their livestock pens. They saw it grab a calf by its nose. And it tried to drag it through the corral bars. So it like tries no. to grab it. And the owner, Terry, and his dad, who was helping them move in, they like run over there and they try like beating the animal. So they're, like touching it, like beating it to make it let go. And that didn't work. It just held on. And so he pulls out his 357 Magnum and he shoots it point blank. It doesn't work. What was the animal? Yeah, it doesn't work. He fires another shot. And then it lets go of the calf and it just stands there looking like weirdly calm at the men. And then they shoot it three more times. So a total of five times. Eventually, it just runs off. There's no blood or real sign of injury except for like a really small chunk of flesh and fur falls off of it. And then they follow its tracks for about a mile. And then the tracks just disappear. What the fuck? Yeah. So it doesn't. This animal doesn't even try to hurt them. Just the cow. Well, they're just calling it an animal. What is it? It they think it's like a like a large coyote, like a really big coyote, like a coyote that stands on two legs. It no, it was on it was on four legs, but it was it was large. Okay, well, I feel better about it though that I know it stands on four legs. In my head, it looked like a werewolf standing there on two legs. Like, I think about Hello. them as like maybe like standing on two legs sometimes, but then when they run, they're on four legs. They like those fast. dreams you have where I you have a lot of dreams, legs. man. I have so many dreams that I'm like a two-legged person and then I just then if I like get in a situation and dreams you have to like run away from people and I always remember like, oh, if you 
if you go down on all fours and you run like that, you can go so fast. And it's amazing. It's like accelerating in my lucid dreams where I run like a wolf. So in addition to all this first day stuff that happens to the Shermans, over the next little bit, they start to have a bunch of other weird things happening to them. So Gwen Sherman one day is in her car and she's just driving on the ranch and she comes across this wolf that is so large that its back is parallel to the top of her window. No! And along with it, yeah, and along with it is another dog-like animal that she can't identify. So there's just like this giant wolf and then another like smaller dog that doesn't look exactly like it. So it's basically like a dire wolf? Maybe. Yeah, it's huge. Was she scared or was she in awe of its large beauty? It seems as if she's scared shitless of all of these things that are happening. Like, scared shitless. Part of me wants to see it, and then another part of me is like, fuck no! Because you don't know. I want to see pictures of it from far away. Pictures of it from far away. Wolves? Like, across the country. I want somebody else to record it in, like, HD and show it. They're so... Like, regular wolves are so big. But to yeah. imagine one that's actually a dire wolf, that's magnificent. Yeah, that's, it's so creepy. It's so creepy. In addition to animal sightings, some other things start to happen. So one day, she goes to the grocery store. She comes back, and she starts putting all of her groceries away. And she gets everything put away. She leaves the room, comes back in the room, and her groceries are all back in the grocery bags. I thought you were going to say that she came in and that there was a dog man putting away her groceries and he turned around and he <laughs> smiled at her with his no just like a huge mind fuck i would be like because i i doubt my memory all the time because <laughs> because like i i do lose memories i have a weird blood disorder that has made me lose a lot of memories like people will tell me that the like like as an example i had this boyfriend that i was dating obviously and I was like, we go out for dinner one night <laughs> we go out for dinner one night in the town that he lived in at the applebee's there and we're like he's talking about like maybe eating dessert and i was like oh i'm not hungry but this one looks really good and he was like yeah we had that last time we were here and i was like we weren't fucking here before like what other girlfriend are you bringing here that asshole like i didn't say it like that but i was just like i was like we've never been here together before and he's like yeah, we were here like three weeks ago. And I was like, no, we haven't. But it turns out that we had. Um, and then and you so... looked at your day planner and you were like, Applebee's yeah. on Friday night. Oh, no. Yeah, right? Like, I I just don't. I think he like pulled up like a receipt or whatever from that day. And I was like, yeah, I was here that day. But it's just. And that still didn't rattle like... your memory. You have scrambled eggy brain. No. That's what I call it. No, there's there's nothing there. I don't think that it had to do anything with vertigo when I got it. But, like, that happens. And then, so there was this other situation recently where when I had COVID, I got a fever pretty bad. I do have a tendency to hallucinate or think that, like, dreams are true when I have a fever, which I think is a thing that happens to other people. I don't know if maybe I'm more advanced in it. but You're more advanced. I don't know if anybody's seen I don't know if anybody's seen these, like, 
it's this like new thing on TikTok where people will take and this sounds so disgusting and I feel like Jules because you're I'm pretty sure you've never heard of this before you're going to be like what the fuck why would you even try that so they take like LaCroix sparkling water and they add like a tiny bit of balsamic vinegar to it no and then they say that it tastes like a coke what and and I was like what the fuck but anyway I vividly recall my daughter who is like a, a preteen which she sends me stuff like this all the time you know where she's like oh I want to try this or I want to try this so I specifically remember getting this video sent to me which I know is a real thing now so I must have seen the video at some point but sending it to me and saying like texting me because I'm in like a New Orleans hotel, like stuck there with COVID, texts me and says, I want to try this. And so I remember this from when I was in New Orleans. And so I was like, that's really fucking gross sounding. But sure, I'm just going to get the stuff because I remember that she said that she wanted to try it. Because You I was like, it's actually a bought the stuff? Have, I always have balsamic vinegar in I my house. I do too. It's and so, so, so I get the stuff and she goes... And I was like, I got you the stuff to do the thing. And she was like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> she did not send me that video. She didn't say she wanted to try it. I was like, I swear to God, I tried searching my text messages. I tried searching her text messages because I just so vividly remember getting like she texts me the video and says, I want to try this. I checked in like my messages and TikTok. There's nothing. I cannot like I made up this like and it's so vivid in my brain. And so anyway, getting back to like this situation, I would just assume that it was just another fucked up situation of mine. And I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Cece? Like, what is wrong with you? Because I get so frustrated when I have these memory situations. Occur. Maybe you're actually living in two different like maybe you've crossed the veil and you live in two different um whatever they call those not universes but the different levels of living what do they call that well there's like levels of spirituality where um i'll I'll talk about reincarnation at some point in in this podcast because i get really into it what about the one where you're just like just above the same plane of living or something maybe you have maybe you live in both well, there can be like there's like a theory that there's like your soul could be in two bodies at once on Earth and be experiencing different things. What? And so like on two different. Yeah. Like in, like your soul is like advanced enough where you can be in two. I don't think I have it that advanced soul. But like I can't even like, walk and chew gum at the same time. Like I literally can't basically look at anything else and focus on a conversation. You know that. How could I be? I have a hard time multitasking as well. I do too. And so like, what if we're just advanced souls and our soul, like the reason we can't multitask is because our soul is in two places at once and we already are doing two things at once. And so if we tried to do two, we would essentially be doing three or four. You're right. I am probably really advanced. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to digress back into this. So... Other things, because there's a lot of other stuff that happens to Gwen and Terry on this ranch. So Gwen and Terry. one day Terry go or one day Gwen goes in to take a shower, and she brings with her a towel, of course, and then a hairbrush. She goes in the bathroom. She locks the door. 
takes her shower. Everything's good. But she gets out of the shower. The towel and hairbrush are gone, which, again, I would just be like, my brain's fucking with me. I thought I did this thing that I didn't do. Later, she finds the hairbrush in the freezer, doesn't find a towel. I would, like, chalk this up to me being, like, a couple of these things I'm like, Terry must be losing her mind because this is my life. But, yeah, just just stuff gone. And I learned my lesson at a house I lived in once that sometimes things do move when you don't, you weren't the one to move them. Sometimes things move in your house because you have kids. And somebody's fucking with you. That's what I would think, too. At my house, that's totally what I would think. I'd be like, you fucking assholes. The next situation where something moves, though, I don't know how somebody does this. So Terry Sherman one day is out digging a hole with the post hole digger because it's a ranch. Mm -hmm. He sets it on the ground to take a break for a second. Doesn't really go anywhere, but he just sets it on the ground. It disappears. He can't find it. Starts looking around. A little while later, he looks up. It's 75 feet in the air sitting in a cottonwood tree. Riddle me that one. That's not just like, that one is not just like somebody sneaking in when you're taking a shower. Like, 75 feet in the air. Did he measure the 75 feet? How does he know it was 75 feet? I don't know. It was probably an estimation. Still, I mean, how does a hold, like, those are, like, they're not, like, a tiny thing. Like, how does that just, like, get up in, in a tree? That's <laughs> like, you, you're having a strongman competition, and you're, like, doing <laughs> your, you, like, whip it up in the air really, really high. So, like, the kids yeah, are having a competition, and they're just, like, shooting it up in the air. And then one of the kids is like, fuck, it didn't come back down, and it's up in the tree. I think it's like a big, heavy, like a metal piece of equipment. Oh, just kidding. I was thinking of just like those little tiny post hole diggers, like the ones in your hand. Have you ever used I a mean, post hole digger? It is, but it's a ranch, though. I would assume that they would have, like, it's a ranch in the 90s. I think that they would have like a power. That's like one. a power auger thing. Those things are so nice. We used that last time we put up a fence, and we're always going to do it from now on because it made everything yeah, so Yeah, that's what fast. I imagine. I just can't imagine owning a ranch. In, like, I mean, 30 years ago, they still would have had them. Like, I just can't imagine owning, like, a 500-acre ranch and, like, digging your post by hand, you know? With the handheld post hole digger. I don't know. I'm not sure. But um, other things that they experienced while they're there would be bright lights outside at night. They would hear heavy footsteps and shadows passing their window. So they could, like, hear the footsteps outside and these shadows passing their window. And eventually things progress they start hearing footsteps inside of their home and one night they see a shadow at the end of their bed and no. it just goes that happened to us when we lived at the haunted house there was that one night where it was in our bedroom and the doc saw it he heard it it talked to him and he's a rational like, human used to being watch me go to it watched me go to the bathroom once, and I know it. I saw it up in the corner of the bathroom while I was at my it house. Touched me on my shoulder. Yeah, it touched you on your bra strap. It, well, it, like it, like put its hand like right where yeah, my bra strap is on my back. Like it, ours was a voyeur. It was a total voyeur. It would like I'd always see it out of the out of my peripherals, like in the bathroom. And one yep, day it came. That's where... 
One day it came into the bathroom and I thought it was the doc and it wasn't. And he was like, I'm like, hey, why did you leave and then come back? And he's like, I wasn't in here. I'm like, shut the front door. Yeah, I was just in there doing bathroomy things with me while I was in the shower. Creepy. Yeah, on top of seeing things in the house, they also heard disembodied voices. Um, if they went outside during these, they could kind of like understand, like they it was like speaking a strange language. They like you hear the voices, but just different languages. Um, they also could see small orbs floating around in the trees. What kind of strange language was it? Like, like Native American kind of language, or was it like alien language? It's never nobody ever describes it because there are other people later on down the line that that describe hearing voices in strange languages as well. Nobody ever says it's a, you know, like that it sounds French or sounds Spanish or sounds anything like that. Like they just, or even like the Native American stuff. Like I think like we're like in the Midwest or just, I mean, around the whole country, right? Like we're all used to having like Native American names on cities and things like that. Like you're used to hearing some of the words that come out. And so I think that you would, identify that too if you heard it right I think you would so. have some kind of description but because nobody has some a description that that's interesting hmm. okay proceed so over the next few years the shermans and their neighbors report seeing quite a few other strange animals in the area as well so they see sometimes exotic multicolored birds that just don't belong in what utah yeah. They see like tall, dark beasts that resemble Bigfoot. They once saw like a strange hyena shaped creature attacking one of their horses. It was kind of low to the ground, heavily muscled. They thought it weighed maybe about 200 pounds, curly red hair and a bushy tail. When Terry approached what? it, because Terry just like Terry must be a fucking badass because he just like approaches these creatures. He said he approached it and it just vanished into thin air. The horse's legs had claw marks on them, and a few months later, a neighbor made a report of a similar creature. That's gross. It reminds me of, like, a red labradoodle, but really big. <laughs> she hates labradoodles. I don't hate labradoodles. Like, I can never hate a dog. It's just there's something about the doodle eyes. And my granddaughter is a lab, and she's got the doodle eyes. And... I love her very much, but sometimes when she's looking at me, like, very intently, it's just like, mm. they look into your soul, like, in a way that a dog shouldn't. Yeah, they are kind of creepy. Fucking doodle eyes. So, let's talk about what, you know, like, they're seeing these animals, and so they did have someone that's interested in what they're talking about at a later date bring a picture like they brought a whole bunch of pictures of different types of wolves to the shermans to see if any looked like familiar to the wolf creatures that they identified and so they're looking at it and they identify it as a dire wolf of course which you talked about earlier so i was like ooh. so what like i was familiar with dire wolves because of the game of thrones like obviously like they weren't able to like actually filmed dire wolves they used inuit dogs and then made them look bigger oh really edited but but dire wolves aren't a thing anymore no they're, they're extinct they're 
prehistoric. They're about three and a half feet tall and seven feet long. Three and a half feet tall and seven and seven feet long. Three and a half feet tall isn't very tall. No, it's really not that tall. But let's say it was like a big dire wolf. Like we That's think like about a like giant dogs. Like, dog. like oh, the average dog is this, Don't you but think? it could be bigger. It's like a giant foot long wiener dog. It's like a Costco hot dog of a but dog. very hairy. Very <laughs> hairy. Yeah. I just feel like they have longer legs than that. That doesn't seem right. I can't. I think that they're probably taller than that. But yeah, like that was the description that was given okay. in that particular situation. So... Outside of this, they keep experiencing strange lights. They start seeing more flying objects. One night they saw more than a dozen in one evening. Um, most instances where they'd see a UFO, cattle either disappeared or subtle, like they suffered mutilations resulting in death. So I'm going to talk about what some of these mutilations are. They are yucky and sad. Mm. So I'm just going to say that i've so seen some of those pictures one of these dead cows that they found had a hole in the center of its left eye Ugh. and it was left untouched beyond that so just its eyeball a hole in the center of it so there would have been like if there was a picture they would have had like a like a little pointer to it for you they did that's probably the ones that i saw on the skinwalker ranch that probably was okay so another one of these like cows that is mutilated this one has the eyeball thing going on again, again in its left eye. But then there's a six-inch hole in diameter and an inch deep carved out of its butthole. Its butthole? Like they said rectum, but I'm going to say butthole here just to lighten it. Yeah, like six inches deep and in, or six inches wide and an inch deep like where its ass What would be. could they do? They could literally make, like, a rawhide ass hat out of that. That's not okay. No, it's not. The next cow that dies there was seen by their son just five minutes before it was found dead with a six-inch wide, 18-inch deep hole carved out of its rectum what? that extended into the body cavity. So it's like they keep taking, like, a little bit more every time. What's the obsession with UFO aliens and buttholes? Why do they got to mess with... I don't know. With, like, the buttholes of people and the buttholes of the cows? I don't understand. Maybe their race has, like, important things going on in it that, like, are tied to that area of their body. And so they think that it's more important. Like, maybe their brains are where our butts are. Maybe they don't even have buttholes and they're just fascinated with them. They're like, what is this? Why does that yeah, icky like brown that stuff come study. out? Yeah. So in all of these situations, um, there was no blood and there was a chemical order present when they found them. No evidence of animal tracks, footprints, or tire tracks nearby. Okay. So the alien sucks out all the blood, too? Well, there's just, I don't know that the blood's missing from the body. It's just that whatever they're doing doesn't make it bleed. They just cauterize the butthole plug that they take like out. Like maybe whatever they're using is really hot that pulls these. Well, I hope samples that they like out. knock out the cow before they cut out its butt. 
because that's really terrible. I hope that it's not having that happen. So, like I said, there weren't just mutilations, though. There were some cattle that disappeared, and they gave a story of one of them that seemed to have just, like, magically lifted into the sky. They found its hoof prints. It led into a field and where they just stopped, and I guess it was, like, the winter time, so they could, like, see everything. And then they found the ground littered with broken twigs and branches, and at the tops of the trees, like, it seemed to have been, like, cut off. Like, it seemed like something, like, went through the trees and, like, cut the tops of the branches off. Hmm. I think that these are the same things that make the crop circles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, pastures, again, they, their loaves are lighting up at night sometimes. Sometimes they could hear heavy machinery. Like, it seemed like it was almost like it was operating underneath the earth. Um, items, you know, disappearing and reappearing, like they said, the strange disembodied voices continued, unknown language, crop circles of flattened grass would appear sometimes. Um, Terry Sherman, he thought, because I, I think he just like, he's not thinking about like aliens or other things like that. He just, he's theorizing that there's just, they're seeing something that has to do with some kind of top secret government project. Because top secret government projects need to make ass hats. Yeah, I don't, like, that seems weird, but he just, he's like, because he thought he heard stuff underground, I think. That's so fucked. I mean, he might not be wrong. Yeah. Um. So, they're going through all this stuff, and they've been going through it for about two years. The straw that really breaks the camel's back for the Shermans in May of 1996. Um. So, Terry's outside with three of his dogs. He notices this blue orb kind of like darting around in a field near his home. And he decides he's going to send his dogs after it into some thick brush. Like Terry doesn't, he doesn't back down from shit. He's like, I'm going to go find this animal or I'm going to have my dogs chase it or whatever it is. So he sees this orb, he sends the dogs after it and they chase it into some thick brush. He hears three loud yelps and when he calls for the dogs, he has no response. No. The next morning, he goes out looking for them, and he finds three round, greasy lumps that appear to be scorched. He never saw his dogs again. Um, this is when he starts speaking out and telling people more publicly about what's going on. And he he starts working with journalist George Knapp to write some articles, and then eventually with George Knapp and Colm. Uh, Kelleher. I didn't look up how to say that name, so I might have been wrong. Colm Kelleher on some articles and eventually a book. So he just, he's like telling people like, we need to figure out what the fuck's going on here on this property that I'm living on because what the fuck? Because they melted his dogs. Yeah, like that was, he was like, he's like, yeah, if you want to take my cows and if you want to wake me up at night and light up my fields and do things like that, but don't fuck with my dogs, which I totally understand. I would be like, don't fuck with my dogs. Also, dog. next time, put my groceries away. Don't put them back. Yeah. In the bags. Like, don't put them back. Don't make me redo my work. And don't fuck with my dogs. <sighs> so those poor little dogs. Like. I would be very devastated. Yeah. Did I? It's just, it's not okay. I didn't so, tell you, like, what's been going on with, with our little doge. What's been going on with your dog? I mean, on to her butt. And so, 
You know how she has like an abnormally large body for her legs? Yeah, she does. Well, she has to wear like a Pixar cone and we had to get her like a really small one. So it makes her head look really tiny. It does. I've seen a lot of pictures. Allie. Oh, have I didn't you know been seeing pictures cone, of her? Allie kept sending pictures. Oh, sneakers. She's so cute, but she's starting to get used to it. And so she's like playing with her little Pixar cone on. <laughs> and she just looks so ridiculous because her body is so big in her little teeny yeah. head. <sighs> anyway, I was just thinking about her and she's having a rough go at life. And you talked about their dogs melting and it made me sad. Well, I think that I'm sad that Mia has a cone on her head, but that helped cleanse my palate here for a minute. Okay. Yeah. I love dogs Just so think much. about her hopping around so, with her little yeah. cone head. This is where we're going to end this episode um, right here because there there's so much more that's going on and has gone on more recently. But this is this kind of covered the beginnings of this, the Skinwalker Ranch and, and the history of that property. So, so yeah, um, with that, let's end this episode. I just want to put our social media out there in the world again, like I'm going to do probably at the end of all of these episodes. So if you want to send us an email, again, a nice email or one that's just like, hey, if you did this one thing a little bit different, you can send us an email at weirdshitmymomsays at gmail.com. If you're going to write us hate mail, fuck off. But be Second, nice because we're sensitive being. Yeah, we are. Um, and then Instagram, our handle is Weird Shit My Mom Says Podcast. Twitter is Weird Shit MMS Pod. Again, it's Weird Shit MMS Pod. And then Facebook is Facebook.com slash Weird Shit My Mom Says Pod take the eye out of shit because facebook is a prude so it's weird shit my mom says pod and it's no eye and shit so go ahead follow us on there follow us on here tell your friends if you're enjoying listening to us because we really could use more listeners even though we're so happy to have the ones that we have so far we appreciate you yeah okay so goodbye 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 goodbye